May I speak in the name of the living God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may know that starting in Italy, and now in this country too, there's a movement called slow food, precisely to encourage us to eat the opposite way from fast food. And the slow food movement is promoting sourdough bread, bread that's taken a long time to rise, um, stews, uh, puddings that take a long time to cook, um, nothing out of a packet. Uh, The slow food movement says that we are healthiest when we take time to cook, when we cook for ourselves, and when we cook fresh food that's not been processed. I think we need to encourage in the church today, similarly, a slow reading of the Scripture, a slow reading of Holy Scripture. The church today is taken up by brief, rather narrow interpretations of this or that bit of Scripture, as if one bit is more important than another, and indeed in some places has set precisely how we interpret about five verses as the only marker about whether or not we are redeemed. This, of course, is not only nonsense, it's wicked nonsense. And to oppose it, we need a slow, thoughtful, open engagement with the teaching of Scripture. If you think how the first Christians use the scriptures as they were being written, most people couldn't read, and those who could read could only probably not manage a text as long as a letter or a, the gospel. They could just manage a few words. Um, so when the scriptures were read, they were read in church in quite short sections, and then people memorize them as they were being read, almost, a skill we have now forgotten. And then they discussed with each other, section by section, what it might mean or what God might be saying. So instead of flicking through the Bible, picking the bits we like, the scriptures were gently turned over again and again, and not merely by people on their own, but by groups of people together. Perhaps as we would use Bible study notes today, we're working in a community of people even though they're not with us. And so in that context, the questions asked in Scripture by Jesus have a particular resonance because they leap out as the text is being read. And here, Jesus asks the question, of Andrew and his friend. What are you looking for? Now we might imagine that Andrew and his friend were looking for some meaning in their lives, looking for hope in the future of the Jewish people. Perhaps they were bored in the little village they lived in and wanted to be brought into a wider world. Perhaps they were just intrigued by the growing celebrity of Jesus. But the question stands, what are you looking for? 
And in a slow reading of Holy Scripture, we do well to stay with that question of Jesus. What are you looking for? For some of us, the answer might be quite trivial. You're looking for a sermon short enough to allow you to get lunch. You might be looking for comfort and strength because you're hurting. You might be looking for hope in the resurrected Christ because you've been bereaved. You, you might not quite know what you're looking for, but just know that there's something deep you're being called towards. You might not be able to answer the question at all and just feel a bit of a blank. But dwelling with this question, as John would say, is good for us. John Calvin, the rather fierce reformer, almost every word of whom, whose writings I would, I would want to correct my arrogance, John Calvin said something very thoughtful about this passage. Who are you looking for? He said that we only discover the true desires of our heart when we look at Christ. The light of Christ shines into the depths of who we are and reveals our sin, as John Calvin would rightly say, but also our deepest identity, who we most truly are, and the sort of golden thread that leads us into those depths, says John Calvin, is what are you looking for? You, uh, I realise to current members of the choir this is like talking about Hildegard of Bingen, but you might remember in the 1980s the Irish rock band U2 still lurching onwards, I think. One of their albums um, uh, with the name Rattle and Hum, um, in one of their albums they um, offered a song that was really rather different from the rest of their work. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. And they go through security, possessions, relationships, the honeyed lips I've kissed. And ultimately, astonishingly, they say, the kingdom of God. That is what I am looking for. And one of the most moving presentations of the song is a recording they made in Harlem in New York with a gospel choir. And you two begin by singing the song to the gospel choir. And then the choir, towards the end of the song, take over and say, it's the kingdom. So somehow you two's searching is taken up in the worship of the church and given its home. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. 
So, dear brothers and sisters, I offer this question to you from our Saviour for meditation during this week. Confident that the deeper we go into our deepest needs, we will meet Christ. This is the question of Jesus to us in the scriptures today. What are you looking for?